Hi, everyone. We are back here again at Roberto Silva Podcast Show. Me and my friend, Tim Chase, always great to speak to you, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I, came, I had a corona test last week and it came back negative. Um, so a little bit disappointed I didn't have 10 days of not speaking to my kids or homeschooling. No, uh, this has been a nightmare for all the, the parents in this lockdown because uh, being the teacher of their, their kids being very challenging. I don't know if I had to do it, how was what I do. I don't know. I need to, I need to find an extra teacher to, to help them out at school. They, they, come think they, are, they grew up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, online, you know, because I, can, I can't do anything, you know. It's, it's a long time, you know. Uh, everything changed. But the good thing, they are good students. They, they are a little bit older. They can sort out things themselves. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing. You know, less job for me and my wife. <laughs> nice. It's a shit attitude to have, but I agree with it wholeheartedly. Interesting. Um, result against, again, for Arsenal. Yeah. Good three points against Newcastle. Very important. Now, uh, when you look back uh, last year, seems like too long, but last year was just a few weeks ago. It was only a few weeks ago. We, we spoke about Arsenal. It was a tough time, you know. The result was not nice, not good. The performance was not better, not good, not improvement. But it uh, seems like uh, the result has changed. They, they started again, get the good, good points, good results, good performance, especially. I think the performance is always important when it comes to, to, to be consistent, consistent in this league. And um, they have done that. Again, uh, in this particular game against Newcastle, the performance, the, the younger players once again, a great job and uh, some individual performs really good but as a team i think for me this is always something i really like to talk about you know, as a team the team performance was uh, really good i think everyone with their their sort of base level has increased so everyone everyone was like seven out of ten except a few standout characters um and we've all we've been saying for a long time now that in fact when they're going through the tough period their only win was against man u and then we went through the dark period, and then they started to get a bit of momentum back. And it was Tierney and Saka that we kept saying was dragging the team through there. And I saw from your social media that you were well impressed with them. And they were the people that were using their performances were almost like captains' roles. They're leading by leading by example. And it was those two that dragged people through to this stage. And now everyone sort of, as you kind of rightly said, everyone will start being a part of it. Because um, obviously, Aubameyang started not went through a bit of a goal drought. And you kind of said, he's going to start scoring. There's one thing that footballers, strikers like to do is score goals, and they're horrific to live with if they don't score. And he said, it's like, it's like trying, to learn, trying to live with an angry girlfriend or an angry yeah. wife if they don't score goals. <laughs> now, that's true. You know, they're always in a bad mood when they don't score goals. Strikers are like these, mostly. Their nature. You know, they, they like to score goals. Is, that's why they are strikers. And uh, it's always important when a player like Aubameyang scored two goals in, in a game like this. You know, it's important to, to drive Arsenal forward. And um, as one of the main leaders of the team, it's important to see him. And uh, it's like getting the, the, the good mood back yep. and on the field and help the team out, out there. 
get the results. And also, you know, Google is amazing. And uh, CEO Saka, another young player, doing a great job for, you know, for Arsenal. You know, it's, it's, it's so fantastic to see these young boys, you know, perform very well. Him, uh, the one we spoke about as well, you know, Smith Rowe. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It seems like they are just play some time, you know, with their friends on the street when they were young. You know, it's not wearing, uh, playing the Premier League. You know, the, the, the way they play, you know, it's quite easy understanding, of course, their responsibility. But uh, seems for them is pretty easy. They are just doing their job. They just want to enjoy football. They just want to, to help the team on the pitch. And um, good for Arsenal that uh, everything's work with them. You know? They are putting a lot of effort on the pitch yeah. and uh, being very impressive with their performance. Absolutely. So I think one thing that we'll come back to Smith right in a minute, but I think one thing that Arsenal have been lacking since kind of you and Riera left, and everyone has been saying it, is that defensive midfielder that controls the game. And I know you're a massive fan of Partey, but he is now back from injury again. Let's hopefully he stays fit, touch wood. Um, but he seems to add so much balance. And I saw your tweet last night, he seems to add a lot of balance to the team. Uh, and it seems like with him sort of in that position of a holding midfielder, or defensive midfielder, has let space for someone like Emil Smith-Rowe to be able to play the game that he plays. And that's freed him up or freed that role up for a creative midfielder that he's then fallen into and is doing an amazing job with it. And it's now got three, the three kind of most important players on the pitch now for Arsenal are Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, uh, Jack, Saka and Tierney. You know, those are the ones that people now rely on. Uh, I know you've tweeted and we mentioned on the podcast last week that you don't want to put too, mo- too much pressure on Smith-Rowe, but it's hard not to. If he's, there's performances, uh, and I remember a quote... I think it was from Match of the Day, it was when Wayne Rooney was, um, they were going to think about letting him into the England team for either for the Euros or the World Cup. And I think Alan Shearer said, if he's good enough, he's old enough. So don't worry about pressure, he'll find a way to deal with it. But if he's good enough, he's old enough. And I think that's probably where Smith Rowe is, you know. He seems to take it all in his stride. He has, like, standout performances. It's not like he's gone in and does one good game, then one crap game, one good game, then one crap game. It seems to be consistent throughout. And obviously another assist last night. I agree, it's important. You know, the younger players, when they get their opportunity, and from the first the first time they get it, first start, they understand, you know, their their role and uh, do things right, the confidence goes very high. And for them, it's just they just want to enjoy the game. I I, I agree with this uh, this quote from from Shira. Say yeah. if um, you how, how do you say? It's if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. enough. Old enough, yeah, it's totally right. Because um, if they, they miss their opportunity, how long they have to wait to get it back? Football is like this, you know. Sometimes it's about one opportunity you have, and it seems like these guys are getting, you know, their opportunity by their hands. You know, well, and also. And it's important to mention, just to reinforce what we have said about party, having him in the middle with the other guys is important to have the experience of a player like him 
to help the team. Hope, like you, that uh, he stays fit. This is important for us until the end of the season because um, it'd be important to have him with everyone and everyone fit until the end of the season because uh, the first pass of the competition didn't go so well for us. You know? But I have an opportunity now to, to climb the mountain on a different way they have done, on a better way. Because the first part has been so tough, and a lot of races, a lot of the consistency was not, not there. Some players out, like Paute, he missed a couple of games because of injury. And now he's back, he gave a good balance to the team, helping also Shaka and the other guys in the middle. And um, I hope they, they keep like this, and everyone's fit and as much as they can, hope no injuries come in the next couple of games. And uh, Arsenal keep getting the results because this is what is going to keep them, um, let's say, the focus to hit the target of why not the top four. Yeah. Maybe it sounds like, oh, you practice spoke too much. But why not? You know, it, it, I was looking at the table. Depends the result of uh, the next couple of results, you know. And Arsenal get, have one game in hand. And depends the results. They, they can, in the next couple of games, have an opportunity to overcome yeah. a couple of teams and be in, in a much better position. Yeah, well, Liverpool, uh, sorry, Leicester and Chelsea play tonight. So yeah. it's like the game in hand is that's going to be a huge game for Arsenal to see what happens. But like you said, they're only a couple of wins with the right, with the right uh, results going their way. They can go up sort of four, four places in the table. Um, so I just wanted to go back to the Partey thing. It seems like, you know, when you have, I don't, I'm not going to get you to come on it, but it seems like when there's a defense, when the defensive back line has a keeper that's not very confident, isn't performing very well, that makes the whole defensive line feel nervous because they don't trust the goalkeeper. And it seems like as soon as Partey comes in, everyone around him kind of relaxes and focuses on their jobs. So him being there enables everyone just to concentrate on their own job. And it seems like that's the balance maybe you're talking about, is that everyone relaxes and can do their own job. They don't have to worry about what's going on in the midfield. But then also, maybe, like I said, because he, there's now a position for a creative midfielder, with Ozil being left out of the squad and looking, looks like he's moving on, maybe Ozil moving on has been the best thing to happen for. Uh, Smith Road because he can now fit in that creative midfielder role and pass the ball around and, and just generally dictate play a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think he's been fantastic. I love watching him play. He's kind of like yeah, I was going to compare somewhere. But yeah, that's fantastic. I've just got a, a direct message, a DM from someone of something I said a minute ago, asking a question. And we mentioned about um, strikers getting upset when they don't mm -hmm. score. What was the biggest tantrum you had from a saw from a striker, either in training? or in the changing room at a game, was like Dennis Bergkamp, Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, which player had the biggest tantrum if they didn't, didn't score a goal? Which one was the hardest to live with? Oh, Thierry. Thierry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he was not in the best mood when he didn't score. But this is good, honestly. Yeah. I like that because I would be uh, surprised and unhappy and uh, I would be angry, honestly, if they behave different. Yeah. Even when you lose a game, you know, when you lose a game, for example, maybe you don't perform well. And even when you perform well, you have to be angry when you lose a game. Yeah. Because 
you lose a game and then you go back and uh, after a few minutes and uh, everything's fine. No, it's not fine. Yeah. And you have to identify what went wrong. What's the point, you know? And uh, you go, you train every week and when you have the game, you lose the game and um, everything's fine, it's not. But uh, this, um, this mood of Jerry, when he didn't score, you know, the, the week after, I think made him improve on his game every time. Because yeah. uh, he was obsessed to score, always trying to find a way how he could beat the defenders, how he could find a way to score. And in this kind of situation, I also see at Ronaldo, mm -hmm. the similarity <laughs> between both of them, two you know, top strikers, and uh, on a bad mood when they don't score, they always want to get the ball. Yeah. You know, and uh, but this is a good, um, good, uh, good behavior. Yeah. After when you don't, oh, don't perform well, or when you don't score as a striker, yeah. because you know you have to find a way. Sometimes it's a very individual because maybe the other players give them the ball, but somehow they miss the target, they miss the chance. Yeah, absolutely agree. It's like when commentators get upset or people get upset when a player comes off as gets substituted and they throw their shirt in the when they sit down in the subs bench, they, they throw the shirt on the floor, they look pissed off. You want to see that as a fan and as a coach. You want to see that they're pissed off about coming off. If a player sits there going, Oh, I'm so happy I came off, I get to have an early shower, you'd be like, Well, how much do you really want to fucking play football, mate? Do you know what I mean? You've got to be more um upset i feel to come off because you want to play I, I think i don't understand that thought process about people thinking it's bad for a player to be to be upset that they came off oh you can see this on a, in my opinion in a two different ways for example when uh, i see players throw out the, the shirts or take them off or whatever or, or kick something outside the line but then you have to to understand that is another player another professional another colleague that coming for your place, it does not sound disrespectful to the other player yeah. because uh, the other player also trained a whole week. You want to have his opportunity. Yeah. And this is a, a coach's decision, the manager's decision to, to make the change. This other player, you know, I, thi I, I, I think uh, be angry is natural. You know, when you, you think you can play until the end of the game. Yeah. But I uh, the respect, you know, when you cross the other players, you know, and it's important. But also show a good good attitude. But, uh, you know, it does not mean you don't you don't have to be upset. Don't have to be angry because uh, the, the, the coach changed you in a type of game. But uh, it's about, you know, uh, to find a balance. What's the right balance? You know, okay, I respect the player. Uh, that's going to come in uh, on my place, but I'll be upset. Yeah. You know, I'll be upset uh, because the manager decision, because I believe he's wrong. Because there is a triggered feeling. Um, I'm wrong. I could not be, be changed by the manager. And the manager say, it's not, it's not play well. I need to make some change to make the team perform better. The, the manager think about uh, the team performance, the player in this position, think about that individual situation, you know? There's always uh, a 
kind of find uh, what's the right balance. You know, I think the player just show a good attitude, respect the team, they respect the player, respect the manager decision. Yeah. And uh, if you have uh, to sort something out, wait until the next next week when you go to the training ground. You are with the nerves down, you know, not uh, at the adrenaline high. And speak yeah. to the manager and try to understand if he did something wrong or not and see what can be improved. Yeah. There's always a kind of, a better way to solve this kind of uh, situation. Yeah, like so, the, game, the adrenaline's going, the emotions are running high, let the dust settle a little bit and then tell the manager off. Sometimes it's hard, you know. It's difficult to say if it's right or wrong in, in some cases, but uh, because the adrenaline is so high when uh, you are out there. For some players, it's all right to control, but not everyone can control it. It's by their nature, you know, they are a bit more explosive and they have to express themselves just to show up. But when you try, you control your emotions, it's always better when you do it inside the house, you know? Yeah, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't wash your clothes outside the house, you know? Go inside and sort things out. Yeah. No, great point. Um, mm. So where were we talking about? Um, Partey, oh. spoken about Partey. <laughs> Christmas Rose. So he's, um, so yeah, obviously he's three amazing performances now and another assist last night. Um, mm. Looking like a really strong performance for him. So uh, I guess Saka. Saka's been a standout player for about for this whole period of 12 points and three, four games, I think it is. It's an amazing Amazing achievement from him. Such a young player, three goals in that time, and really leading from the front, leading by example, along with Tierney. That's good. As uh, we mentioned before, uh, it's important to see the younger players stepping up and take the responsibility because they are part of the team. You know, if they don't perform, Arteta is going to change for another player, try another one. And uh, but I see, you know. Uh, Saka now rowing, doing so well. Journey, you know, it's been massive, important for the team. You know, driving force for the team, helping the the, the experienced players. It's, it's a team player, you know. It's, it's a, like a, a team effort. I think it's important. This is I, I, we spoke before. The only way for Arsenal to change their their situation was uh, to everyone perform as a team, everyone do their, their job properly. Otherwise it would be so tough for them. They would suffer even more. Of course, you know, they, after this great result, you have to think what's next? What's next? What can, can be improved? You know, and, um, and focusing the next target. How can you be the next opponent? I think this always have to be, you know, uh, in mind when you get a good result, a good performance, how you keep this balance, this is important until the end of the season. I don't see different no, ways. I agree. Um, so who's your player of the week then? We haven't done this for a while. Who's your player of the week? This is going to be interesting because uh, Saka did, did well. Aubameyang got two goals, Roy. I think I'm going to stick with Aubameyang. I'll give it to him. Yeah, I'll give it to him because... Great to give uh, credit to striker. Yeah, you know, we we spoke about him when uh, he was um, not uh, scoring. You know, the 
how their mind operates. And now, you know, of course, it's more relaxed and just focus again. Uh, what's the next step for him? Yeah, absolutely. Abomeyang, you know, for me, he was the man of the match. And um, hope he keep this mood. That's it. We get another player of the week next week. Um, anything else okay. you want to chat about? I have something interesting. Now, let's talk about uh, the challenge team. Yep. Because um, now, as we spoke last last year about the challenge, it's been amazing the job you have done with the challenge team uh, to to help out many millions of people around the world. You know, with, um, with the platform. And uh, we have some surprise for this weekend, but I'm not going to tell anybody. No, that's fine, mate. Don't, don't, don't let the secret out of the bag. We'll be in banging trouble with Soccer AM. Oh, there you go. Well, it's, soccer, it's to do with Soccer AM. So yeah. I can't tell you more than that at this stage. This Saturday at Soccer AM, let me just speak to Twitter as well. <laughs> soccer AM, <laughs> True Challenge, will be there with a very good surprise. You know, Jim Bullard is going to have something. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can tell you all about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, tell us about, you know, what's uh, this, the, the plan for, what's the goal for, for True Challenge uh, this new year? Because yeah. last year, as we spoke, you know, and um, we have a good result with True Challenge. You know, people join the platform to sort, you know, help out with, uh, in this lockdown. What can what people can do in the platform, you know, while we're still in many places, you know, locked without doing yeah. anything. Yeah, so we started, you and I started um, True Challenge a couple of years ago. And it was basically, we got, TikTok's obviously a great platform, but it's really unsafe. So it's kind of a great place you can get and engage with people in a much safer environment, but that's not particularly cool. But what it is, it's for actually sports fanatics, people that love their football, particularly can take part in challenges that, for example, Roberto Carlos sets. So Roberto Carlos will start a challenge um, and then he will, then you can respond to that and you can win prizes from him. So you can win signed shirt, follow on Instagram or follow on TikTok from Roberto Carlos, the Roberto Carlos. But then what he does is the best responses he shares on his social media. So he will share your response to his, so he's got a free kick challenge going on at the moment. He shares your response, but also you can win prizes and stuff as well. So what we found is that it's actually having a much bigger role than we thought because people are now able to look at their friends taking part in challenges and things. So rather than feeling, feeling stuck and I'm not being able to do anything, it gives you something to do. Like I've taken part in a few, few of the challenges on there. I've broken a few windows with the golf challenge and I tried to take part in um, the Roberto Carlos's free kick challenge and pulled my hamstring and smashed the window of my neighbours next door. Um, so I've had to stop that. But yeah, it's just a great, great platform for people to get involved. We've got, I can't tell you too much, but there's some, monster challenges coming up with some big clubs one that you know quite well um and uh that's all i can say pretty much at this moment in time i can tell you all about it next week we will tell you all about it next week but yeah keep your eyes peeled for soccer in that's good you know the platform with some some other other players and um, youtubers also have uh, participated in the challenge and uh, this is good you know but i also you know just mention people it's a safe environment for kids Please, you know, uh, you know, when the kid invite your friends to join the platform and see what is out there, you know, some nice clips, a nice, good, very interesting challenge. The good thing I didn't tell you before is 
a surprise for you. I think I spoke last year, last year. <laughs> but I know you forgot everything. Um, well, the knee is getting better. The My knee is getting better. I believe very soon I'll be able to contribute with some clips. Nice. Gilberto Silva challenge. It's not going to be by the uncle of anybody. <laughs> the red card well, challenge. How quick can you get sent off? Yeah, no, I, I used to do it before, but this time will be something different. Do you know what? I do remember you promising at one challenge, doing shin-ups. Oh, this I'm good. Ah, leave to me. How many do you want? 30. 30? Yeah. Okay, yeah I'll try. I'll How try many do you reckon you get? What's your record so far? It depends, Three. you know. Do you want to my my shin? Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. A long time I don't practice, man. Do you know what? After you told me that, I tried it in my front room, in my house, and I had to go buy a new light bulb. I wasn't very good to smash the light bulb. If you you try it at the house, you're going to be, you know, throw out of the house by by your wife. Yeah. The garage is a very cold place to start to live. Not a good idea. That's why I don't do it inside. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, no, look forward, mate. I've been looking forward to these shin ups. Are we gonna have a go at these? And so, yeah. what, right, so, what is the technique to do a shin up? Well, sometimes quite hard, you know, because uh, listen, when I was playing football, as some drills you have to do, sometimes it was quite strange. When uh, the ball comes up to us, somebody give a strong uh, pass. Yeah. So, when the ball hits the, the grass first and just come a little bit higher and come to the shin. If you hit to to your shin, you become like a clown in the middle of the other place because it's like uh, hitting the wall and then go back. Yeah. But uh, when they, they, like put the ball in the air with your the shin, it's, um, you have to just relax, you know, concentrate on the ball, not hit so hard, just be gentle. But you have to be uh, a little bit flexible because you have to lift the, the leg a little, little bit higher. Okay. Yeah, they just not, not lift, you know. Make sure you stretch. I'll, still have, I'll start stretching my hamstring yeah. for next week. Yeah, make sure you stretch your hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid injury. No, I'm not looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll create this. I'll create this and I'll invite my son to join me with this. Let's see how it is going to look like. Well, I'll go, I'll go to the park and have a go. I'm probably need a few footballs. Oh, I've got to tell you this funny story. So, you know, obviously we're all on lockdown, right? Yeah. So, um, I live in Sussex, which and the village I live in, have you been there? You know something. So, it's a really tiny village, like a country village, really nice, quiet place. And there's a big park about a five-minute walk from where I live. So, in the lockdown, I've been, I've been saying to my son, look, we're going to play football, we're going to play football. And he's going, Dad, Dad, can we play football? Like, you've got to do your schoolwork. Eventually, we got there and we went with my eight-year-old son, my girlfriend, and I've also got a baby who's 19 months old and a dog. So trying to get all these people out of the house at the same time was a disaster. Was, anyway, so as we're walking down and my son was carrying the football, he kept bouncing and he kept on going into the road. I'm like, you can't run into the road, you're going to get run over. Stop being an idiot. So I said, right, I'm going to carry it. So I carried the football and my dog and held his hand. And basically we get to the park and I, and I went, right, here you go, Ben. And I went to do a big drop kick and booted it as hard as I could. And it went straight over the fence into someone else's garden <laughs> and they weren't in. <laughs> so his poor kid was waiting to play football for about three days. 
and I kicked the ball straight to somebody else's garden. I couldn't get it back. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of it. Never saw that football ever again. End of the game. Waited all day to play football, and he lost his football for him with all, before he even had a kick of it. <laughs> that's, that's why he was so upset. it's available on podcasts on all the platform, podcast platforms. Um, just search Invisible Wall. If you're listening to this on a podcast and would like to see our ugly faces and what else is going on behind the scenes, uh, go to Gilberto's YouTube channel, which is the Invisible Wall Show on YouTube. So, in fact, should we talk about the competitions or should we talk about the competitions next week? Maybe next week. Yeah. Next week. We'll so, make week. sure you're listening next week for the, for the, um, for the uh, competitions. Exactly. All the best, everyone. See you soon.